Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. On the West Coast in the morning and on the East Coast in the afternoon, I'm Patricia Raskin. And today we're talking about a subject that's talked about all the time, but not as much in a loving manner as I think it could be, and that is sex. And our guests today are Mark A. Michaels and his wife, Patricia Johnson. And their newest book is Great Sex Made Simple, Tantric Tips to Deepen Intimacy and Heighten Pleasure. Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson are a devoted married couple who've been teaching Tantra together since 1999. Their work has been featured in Red Book, Cosmopolitan, and The Village Voice. Mark Michaels is a graduate of NYU Law School, a member of the Bar in New York State, and holds master's degrees from NYU and Yale. Patricia Johnson is a retired professional operatic soprano who toured throughout the United States, Europe, and South America. She currently is active in the conservation and preservation of New York's native turtles. They are authors of Tantric for Erotic Empowerment, which was a forward book of the year finalist, and The Essence of Tantric Sexuality. And their website is tantrapm.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-P-M.com. And we're talking today about their newest book, Great Sex Made Simple, Tantric Tips to Deepen Your Intimacy and Heighten Pleasure. Welcome, Mark, and welcome, Patricia. Hi. Hi. It's been a long time. Thanks for having us back yes, on. Yes, it's great yes, to be back. It was, yes, it was. It was several years ago. Okay, and let's see. I want to go back here. Your book, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment, was a forward book of the year finalist. What does that mean? Um, well, and actually, before we tell you what it means, uh, we just learned about a week ago that Great Sex Made Simple is a forward finalist in two categories. Oh, so wow. we're really excited about that. Um, forward, forward is uh, one, one of the leading um, review uh, magazines for independently published journals, uh, independently published books, mm-hmm. and uh, they they have a, an annual award. Uh, Competition and and uh, it's just really an honor to be selected. Right, it's nice to be uh, recognized for the writing. Um, not you know the content is wonderful, but it's nice to have our writing style recognized awesome. as well. <laughs> well, and you know, and and I I looked at the book. I didn't read every word, but I looked at all the chapters and really went through it. And what I love is that you know you take things that are very simple, like breathing, like kissing like holding, and you really talk about those things. So I guess I guess the question to you is, why did you feel 
I mean, you've written other books. How is this one different, and why is this one so important? Well, <laughs> we're I in don't separate rooms, so we can't tell if we're talking over each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, well, our first book, um, The Essence of Tantric Sexuality, uh, was it turned out to be uh, pretty in depth and ha- contained a lot of esoteric teachings that aren't mentioned so often. And people were like, "Wow, I really am interested in this, but where do we begin? I want a beginner's book." Yeah. So we wrote a workbook, and that was our second book, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment. And then people still came back to us, and they said. Yeah, but I wrote a beginner's book. So, so we wrote uh, uh, Great Sex Made Simple, and we chose the tip format, and we really disciplined ourselves so that each little tip is in uh, concise and as few words. Really, we wanted to get to the point and get the yeah. technique across to the reader as easily and, and succinctly as we could, and that's that's the, how it came about. So I think each tip is... is under three pages, and so it's something that you can, I mean, we, we do encourage people to read the first section first because it deals more with a mental attitude, which we think is really important, but, but basically you can pick up the book and just read one of the tips and try it out, and well, that was really I, our Let's intention. talk about what Tantra is, because Tantra is very, very old, and it's a whole methodology. There's not just Tantra sex, there's other kinds of Tantra things, so talk about Tantra. Okay, well, Tantra, we, we kind of have our one sentence, sentence definition, which is that Tantra is an ancient Indian tradition that recognizes sexual energy as a source of personal and spiritual empowerment. Now, by uh, uh, sexual energy, we're not talking about only our, our genital or sexual right. activity. We're talking about sort of that vibrational life force, mm-hmm. um, you know, the very thing that brings us, you know, keeps us alive, our life source. And what brings us into the world. And the idea is the more that we can really connect with that and work with it, the more engaged in life we'll be, the more enriched every experience that we have will be, whether or not it's sexual activity. Um, And so Tantra is this vast tradition that employs an array of practices that that also recognizes in, in at least some branches of the tradition that sex is is one of the ways that people have can have the easiest access to mystical kinds of experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of what the, the core of the whole tantric sex thing is about, is mm-hmm. that it, it is the spiritual tradition that has a sexual component that recognizes this, the sacredness of sexuality. Well, I'm glad you... Yeah, that you mentioned that um, it's it's just a, a small part of the tantric tradition. Uh, very few teachings actually deal with sexual activity. It's really a way of being in the world and can become uh, really life transforming. So. Well, you know, one of the things I like about this is, you know, we see so much of people sexting or watching videos, watching porn. But that is very far away from tantric, right? Because it doesn't have the other person there with them, and it's only about really genital sex or the sexual areas of the body. Right. I think people confuse uh, sexual entertainment as what sex should be. Yeah. Um, so uh, what what tantra really in, in uh, emphasizes is the relational aspect. So yeah. when you're really 
involved with that it can be multiple levels um, you know including eye gazing or breathing together or understanding that just being present with another person your physical energy is is flowing you know in a, a motion through you both mm. so it is you know more complex it's not so uh, what are some simple things people can do i mean you devote a whole chapter to kissing so we could talk about that but what are some simple things people can do well, the, the foundational practice and really the first thing that we give people to do is to simply stand uh, a couple of feet apart and gaze into each other's eyes um, without trying to think about anything, without really doing anything except focusing the attention on looking out through the right eye into, the, into your partner's left. And this is a really neat practice because... And it comes out of a classical tantric practice as well. What happens is that if you keep your attention focused on gazing into your partner's left eye with your right, you're giving your brain a task. And it really quickly becomes a form of meditation where because you're so focused on just gazing, everything else starts to go quiet. Now, what Mark just described sounds kind of complex, but the reality of it is is that we naturally practice this when we're falling in love, when we're in the throes of that new relationship and we just can't get enough of just just looking at, into the eyes of our beloved. And mm. it's sad that as, as couples are together longer and longer, they neglect this part. And it's, it's really a way of consciously recreating conditions in which you can continually fall in love. Well, and there are there are many couples who have been married, like long-term marriages, 30 years, 40 years, where sex is no longer part of their relationship. Yes, yes. Um, they, I guess it's, what, 10 times a year is considered uh, in the yes. therapeutic community as a sexless marriage, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it is, it's kind of epidemic um, and very, very sad because, you know, these are very vibrant people that long for physical warmth and connection. Yes, yes. yeah. You know, I want to ask you both a question because uh, along with techniques and things people can do, what do you say, Mark and Patricia, to people who are single who also have sexual vitality but they don't have a partner right now? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say to them? They have the best partner in the world, and that's themselves. <laughs> Oh, wow. You know, um, I certainly hope that, you know, people continue their, their personal and, and interpersonal relations, sexual relationship with themselves when they're, whether or not they're in a, with a partner. Um, that's just such a rich way of enjoying life. It's healthy and it's a way of learning about yourself as a sexual being and then you can bring that information to your partner. And and the eye-gazing practice is something that you can do as an individual with yourself in the mirror. And this is something that, and and even if you're you're in a couple, we we would encourage you to do that as well. Um, We tend to look at ourselves in the mirror really kind of in a critical way or just to make sure that our hair is in place and stuff like that. Instead, if you can take a few minutes and gaze with reverence upon your, your own image in the mirror, and really bring the attitude of honoring and reverence that we talk about in the context of, of a couple relationship, that can be transformational. And the yeah. more that you can connect with yourself in all different kinds of ways as a single person, the more desirable you're going to be to others. Then the you, better you, chance you'll have of actually finding a partner. Interesting. You think that, that 
the opposite sex picks that up. They pick up your sexual energy. Yeah, absolutely. And the, um, geez, sexual self-knowledge, I think, is very alluring, very mm. charismatic. If someone really has embodied sexuality in their, you know, it's wonderful. Mm. Now, you know, you've been together a long time, and obviously you have a great relationship, both, you know, sexual and otherwise in communication. What's the secret for both of you? Why does it work? Ooh. There's because it's more than just chemistry. Chemistry takes you just so far. Oh, absolutely. I think um, one key com- uh, idea is just realizing that a relationship, being in a relationship is a skill set. You, you practice the right skills and your relationship will flourish. It's not something that automatically happens. Mm. So um, one of our key skill sets, core, core principles, is just kindness. So any interaction, we interact with kindness. And that is even in the heat of a a disagreement that you never, ever say an unkind word to the other person, for instance. Um, I I think the other other component we refer, we don't like to say we're a committed couple. We use devoted because it implies a more spiritual kind of component. It doesn't mean we've signed on the dotted line. Yes. It means that we're we're constantly making our relationship and our connection a priority. And that's also not about working on the relationship. It's about viewing the relationship as as a shared undertaking, something that we're creating together. Um, along those lines, um, our teacher's teacher defined love as profound interest. And I just love that definition because... Profound interest. 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 Profound, yes. Right? Yes. And so it, it's dynamic. And, you know, people have profound interest in their um, hobbies, you know. Someone has a beautiful car, they polish it, it's, you know, they keep their antique automobile just looking fantastic, yet they forgot to even notice their, you know, their husband that morning or something. <laughs> you know, it's like... Um, well, but you know, but you know, Patricia, you just said something before. You said this is a skill set. Many of us were not brought up in families where we saw these role models. We didn't necessarily see our parents looking in each other's eyes. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of our parents, I mean, I'm a baby boomer and a lot of our parents, you know, were during World War II. So I think that it's, we have to learn these things. I don't think we were taught them. Do you agree? Absolutely. We had poor models and you mentioned, um, the uh, film and Hollywood depictions of, of uh, relationships are, are really, if you look at them, they're based on conflict, and it's not, um, they're based on dysfunction. Um, mm. People seem to enjoy viewing that as entertainment rather than a long-term Well, but it's also power over. It's also power over in a lot of ways, don't you think? I'm power over. Power over the other person. Ah, right, right. And why, why is this, why is a marriage a, a competition or a, uh, right, Mark, right? It's like. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, inevitably, yes, there are going to be some power struggles in a relationship, especially, you know, when people are first married or they move in together. But, um, if you're conscious of that and you're, and you're not, you, you know, you can be aware that this is just something that happens and you don't get caught up in, I, I must have power now. Um, you, you can sort of stand aside from it. I think there's another component that 
and it's it's somewhat related to this idea of a power struggle, and 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 this is more something that is a kind of therapeutic model. And there's this idea that um, you know that communication is the most important thing in a relationship, and. I would say anyway, and I, I suspect that Trisha will agree with me, and we, we like to say that communication is important, but it's often vastly overrated. Communication is important, but connection really has to come first. Right. You connect first, and then you can communicate. If you are not connected, your communication is going to turn into bickering. It's going to turn into disparaging remarks. You know, or or that attempt to you know to have power over the other person, yeah. because you're you're and and this is where the eye gazing comes in very very handy. It's a way of establishing the connection prior to communicating. Because the reality of it is, you have two individuals, but by virtue you're together. You're creating a third entity that's very real. It breathes. It's your relationship, and when you're really tapped into that third entity. There's no power struggle. Your team, teammates, your collaborators and co-creators. So important. so important because, as we were saying, a lot of what we see in the movies today, or a lot of what we look at, you know, doesn't show any of this really. It's more about, as you said, entertainment. Um, you know, voyeurism in a way. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, and I think you know the whole kind of reality TV model has, although we don't we don't watch a whole lot of TV, but the impression is that it. It's taken that to a, an even more kind of Very crazed much. extreme than some of those sitcoms. You know, heavily of, laden with schadenfreude, you know, let's see, you know, it's, it's a very, see the ugly parts, I don't know. Well, let's go back to what really works in Great Sex Made Simple and give us some tips, for example, on kissing. And that's something that, um, you know, we all think that we would understand kissing, right? <laughs> so yeah. Give us some tips. Well, one of the one of the neat things that's it's kind of more of a modern neo tantric concept that's very important is the idea that in most of our erotic interactions we kind of give and receive in a very unconscious way, and it's just sort of everybody kind of hopes that it'll all go well, and and it's sort of I'll give to you for a little bit, you'll give to me, and maybe maybe it'll all work. We encourage people to to explore. In, in a lot of realms of sexuality, but for the moment just in talking about kissing, being the giver for a period of a couple of three minutes, you can set a timer actually and do this like two, the, two minutes. Right, and then the other person just receives and allows their partner ex- to explore their mouth and you know kiss them in many different ways as they just passively relax and receive those wonderful little kisses. It's quite an experience. And then when the timer goes off, you reverse roles. So the person who is the receiver then becomes the giver. And this gives us, you know, this gives us a chance to explore our capacity both to give and receive. And, and pe- generally speaking, people will find it much easier to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if one partner really likes something? There's, there's a sexual preference they have. Uh, could be a technique, and the other person does not. What do you do with that? Um, well, I, I think you you um, still you connect first and collaborate and think of your sexual life together as an, a joint adventure. So that that perspective can really open up a lot of possibilities. 
So it removes that, well, I need you to have sex this way because that's, that I just need you to do that. And then you, it's sort of, a, um, you know, you've lost that sense of connection. Um, and then with that, if you have that collaborative perspective, you can say, well, I'm not sure I'm, you know, interested in doing that, but I can meet you here. You know, mm-hmm. I can try this. And, you know, or I'm willing to um, sit with you as you explore this with yourself. You know, I'll be present. You know, there's, there's many, many different gradations. And I think sometimes people get stuck in the all or nothing. I have to have this experience. Mm-hmm. Or you're denying me something. And that's really can be toxic. I think there's another component as well to this. And it, yeah. it depends to some degree on, on how much the person doesn't like the given activity, but um, to some degree, we can train ourselves to enjoy things, and we can actually use the pleasure that our partner gets out of something as a way to eroticize it for ourselves. Yeah. And so, it you know, obviously, if it's something that you really don't enjoy, or that's if not it's what just I'm... uncomfortable or physically, you know, challenging, yeah, yeah. you're not so flexible, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then then those things are not so easy to, you know, but it's so erotic to focus in on your partner's arousal and really read it and know when they're, you know, very, very highly aroused. And that, that alone can be enough for you to really, you know, enjoy a new activity, just to mm. dive in and try something. So what would you advise to people who, who read the book? How would you tell them to look at your book and to read it? How would you advise them to go about this? Well, like Mark said, let's re- we advise people to read the first, how many chapters, Mark? I think it's the first eight. First eight. Um, again, there's concise little chapters because this is going to give you the skill set behind the, new, the techniques that come in the latter part of the book. And the mental attitude that, that, you should, you know, that will help you make the techniques even more effective. So it's it's like learning how to drive um, before you get behind the wheel of the Ferrari. If you don't have any driving skills, you're not going to really get the benefit of that beautiful machine, right? So, right. so you talk a lot. I mean, you really go in depth about technique in terms of touching and holding, as well as sexual technique. But that's a part of it. There's so much more than just that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and awareness is really, really central. And and when you're when you're thinking about touch, being aware that it's more than just skin on skin. That your intention and and the the way that your mind is working at the time that you're touching is is equally, if not more, important than just the physical act. So if you concentrate on just taking a deep breath and and just being aware what this does is it slows down the love making and it it makes it less frantic plus you're less likely to be anxious or nervous cuz you can just ease into it and every you know pay attention to every moment a lot of people suffer from anxiety in sexual contexts so <laughs> Tell us the first, just read us a few of those first eight chapters, just the titles. Oh, Mark, you've got the books in there. He's, I don't I'm not in the room with the books. I'm you sorry. are, you are. I, They're right. I don't know. Oh, he problem. isn't in the room with the books. <laughs> okay. We had a little audio problem and I went far away from it. You know what? Far away. You know, just, give us, just give us a couple of, of the titles up from your head. One is Kissing, right? Um, 
Well, kissing is in a in a section of its own. Um, the the chat the titles in the first chapter the the conceptual titles in the the first conceptual chapters are. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Next okay. chapter refer to the book. That's okay. I just thought uh, it would be fun to give our our listeners a little sneak preview. Okay, yeah, honor great. honor each other is chapter one. Yeah, great. Know the power that dwells in your pelvic floor is chapter two. Hmm. Collaborate and take each other to new heights is chapter three, and and we talked about collaboration already. Take your time is chapter four. Hmm. And related to that, chapter five, build excitement and prolong arousal. Yeah. yeah. Chapter six and, is be present. Okay. Do you think, Mark and Patricia, that for some people who are very busy, you know, that they, they've got children and young kids in the house, do you think that people just have to set aside time for this? Do you know that this is going to be a special I night? set aside time, but, you know, time, these bits of time, regular bits of time, and, you know, not just the uh, hour on Friday evenings, but the uh, five minutes after I come home from work and we're together, you know, breathe together, look at each other um, in silence, um, and find these little touchstones throughout your daily activities that aren't so long. You can commit three minutes of your day, five minutes here or there, to really... Um, be together. But I think that, you know, the, the scheduling thing is something that it, it's a challenge for people to realize that, you know, they, they think that, that lovemaking should be spontaneous, spontaneous. And therefore. That's the biggest myth, right? <laughs> it wasn't spontaneous when you were dating. That, dating is the whole planning of, of sexual activity. So why do we stop when we get married, mm. you know? So it's mm. really important, and especially if you have kids, to block out time. You know, if it means getting a babysitter and going somewhere else, then do that. But make sure that you're, you know, that, that you're devoting some measure of time on a regular basis you to know, your connection. Right, and I, I think that it should be acceptable that, you know, when, when children are old enough and understand that, you're, that you deserve your private time, it should, you should be able to have a, a lock on your door. Mm-hmm. Say, we, Mom and Dad need private time. You go you know, play in the basement for a while. I mean, it should be uh, something that is known, and I would think it would be healthy for children to go um, be comforted. You know, wow, Mom and Dad really do love each other. They like being together. I mean, that would instill a sense of comfort and great modeling for their relationships in the future. All right. We have just a couple minutes left, so what would you like to leave our listeners with? What is your message? I mean, we didn't go into depth in sexual technique, and I don't know if we really have to do that. I think people can look at the book and, you know, and, and really glean what they want. But I think the whole point of this was to talk about the connectedness, as you said, that you connect first and then you communicate to really understand profound interest and that all of that is part of this. So tell us your message. I would say honor, honor yourself, honor your partner, bring that attitude of honoring and reverence into as much of your, your life as you can, and you'll be a person who makes the world a better place. And I'm going to add that if you feel like your relationship has gotten a little stale, um, you worry that you've lost the spark that you've, you had in earlier years, 
have no fear. Um, you, that is just a skill set. You start practicing um, some of these these simple, simple techniques, and that spark is still there. It's just, you know, right and, under the surface. And also, these techniques can then help you reconnect, right? I mean, you're not saying just jump into bed. You're saying no, start no, no, with no. some of these techniques to connect, and then the sexual part comes next. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it will give you a foundation if you're in a new relationship. And if you've been together for a long time and you, and you feel that spark has been lost, if you can start to reconnect in this way, it's a way of, of fanning that spark and building the flames up again. It's beautiful. How can people find your book? Do you do workshops? Yeah, we travel um, uh, nationwide doing workshops. Uh, you can join our newsletter at uh, tantrapm.com. And our book is available. Uh, we always encourage to our, our readers to purchase through their local bookstore, um, an independent bookstore, but it's also available through Amazon on uh, Kindle. Um, Barnes & Noble, I think it's on Nook as well, and, yeah. it's, and it's also available if they want to buy it from us and get a signed copy. Uh, they can go, go to our website, tantrapm.com. All right. Thank you very much for a really inspiring and lovely and special interview. <laughs> Thank well, thanks so, so much for having us on. Yeah, all right. Stay on the line for a minute, please. Okay. Okay, our guests have been Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson. Um, they are a married couple, and their book is Great Sex Made Simple. And they have written many books on sexuality and tantric sexuality. And pick up this book. It's, it's very simple to read. It will really help to rekindle and enhance your relationship with your partner. And uh, remember, folks. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and or you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. You can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. All right, until next week on VoiceAmerica.com, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.